This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 115. And anybody who's gone through a career long enough, you always have these defining moments where you recognize that you need to make a change. The path you're going down, it's just not going to work out. And then I heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I sought out to upgrade my five, and I ended up surrounding myself with a ridiculous army of mentors and just started accelerating so fast that I launched my podcast, The Mentee. And that's ultimately why Scott and I started talking because it's going, all right, for any of you, how can you start to form your own seven-figure network? How can you go out and surround yourself with the top influencers in your industry? And so when he finished and everybody's in their seat clapping like, yay, Jay, your boy Jeff was out of his seat and basically tackled Jay as he came off stage. I called Jay back two days later and said, I know I was going to recommend some people to you, but screw those people. I'm your guy. (laughs) And uh, that ended up starting a long interview process. And as I sit here right now, I'm sitting in the corporate office of Keller Williams and I got the job. I was speechless, which is very rare for me. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. This is Scott Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. Now, we get the pleasure of bringing on all kinds of people, experts like Jenny Foss, who delivers really easy-to-act-on real-world career guidance with her company, Job Jenny, or people that have really amazing stories like Edash Pandit, and I always have trouble saying his name, but he's an awesome guy. Uh, and he, he quite frankly experimented his way to the perfect job. And there's other people, people just like you that have gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And that is the reason why I keep doing this. They're people that are just like our next guest. And when, when you listen to my conversation with, uh, with this person, you're going to get to hear why so many people approach building relationships the wrong way. And this is this, oh my goodness, it, it is worth just listening just for this advice. This will absolutely change your life. It's certainly changed mine. As soon as I started doing it differently, my, <laughs> well, uh, everything changed for me, quite frankly. I mean, that sounds, that sounds really hypey, but yeah, as soon as I started looking at relationships in this different way that, uh, that we talk about, a whole bunch of other pieces of my life changed. So it's it's not about what other people can do for you. It's really, truly not. And I believe that. Now, it's also something, uh, something else that you're going to get to learn. You're going to learn how you can not only get the attention of people that you admire, but how you can cultivate relationships with them and take you where you want to go by doing exactly that. And you're also going to get to find out how you can get access to a special training that we've put together for you with my guest. I want to, I want you guys to listen to this conversation um, with somebody who truly believes you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's, that's the Jim Rohn quote, but uh, he absolutely loves this quote too. He's the host of the mentee podcast. We've had him on the show before and he's taken on a new challenge and I wanted to invite him back on to tell you a little bit about that and how it happened. I think it's a phenomenal story for how it happened and he's going to be helping to build and scale a publishing company that will provide a pretty large outlet for authors to tap into different kinds of revenue streams that were previously ignored by traditional publishers. Welcome back to the show. Now living in Austin, Texas, Jeff Woods. 
Jeff. Scott. Welcome back to the Happened to Your Career podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been doing interviews all day long because Thursday is my interview day. Um, which I'm a whole lot more organized since last time we chatted, but I was really looking forward to, to chatting with you. Well, I always look forward to chatting with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same here in reverse, but, uh, I, I'm excited to chat with you because it, it's, I don't know, we, we've chatted on the phone a whole bunch of times over the last year since you, you contacted me and said, Hey, uh, I think I'd be a good fit for your show. And, and it turned out that you were, and at the same time, we, we, we put you on the show the first time and, and I thought, eh, you know, it, it, it looks like it's a pretty good fit. But then um, we brought you on and I got a ton of feedback. What I, episode I know, was it again? It was number 66. So uh, for anybody interested, you can go back to happenyourcrew.com slash 66 and find my conversation with Jeff the first time around. And it's just a little bit less than a year ago. But there's an awful lot that's happened since that point in time. And, and that's what I want to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and for the people who are listening to this, you know, Scott called me up and he was just like, uh, you know, we've, we've become friends and he's, he's seen what has happened in my life. And frankly, and I don't, I really don't say this to brag, but I'm freaking pinching myself. <laughs> Some ridiculous things have happened. Um, and it was like, okay, well maybe this is, maybe this is a good way to show people the power of if you just focus on surrounding yourself with the right people, what can come into your life. And, uh, you know, my hope is that this will inspire some people to, to take some more action. And, uh, you know, we both just want to add as much value to you as possible. So hopefully we do that. So here's my goal. Cause people say stuff like that all the time, Jeff, like it's, it's totally yeah, cliche. I'm not. <laughs> But people don't know that yet. So so <laughs> we have to help people understand what is the difference because people are like, hey, just surround yourself with the right people and like magic will happen and whatever, right? Uh, but I think you've done a particularly phenomenal job of of doing that. So this is this is selfishly, this is my opportunity to just kind of catch up because it's probably been three months since we last chatted on the on the phone for any length of time. But then um but then also at the same time, I want everybody else to kind of understand what's, what's happened for you too. So cool. let's, let's, let's kind of pick up the story from after we last, after we last chatted, right? Well, well may, let me, I'll, I'll recap kind of what had happened up until last point for oh, the perfect. people who, who hadn't. Perfect. So, um, I, for the last five, six years, I was in medical device sales, which was a job that I loved. Uh, I sold a device that saved lives. I was making a ton of money. Life was great until two things happened. And anybody who's gone through a career long enough, you always have these defining moments where you recognize that you need to make a change. The path you're going down, it's just not going to work out. And for me, it was a colleague had a stroke when he was 35 years old. And I'm going, all right, if something happens to me, my family's screwed. So I need to have income that comes in regardless of whether I wake up and go to work or not. Um, I tried to build some of that passive income and just ended up losing more money. So uh, that was a problem. The next week, they slashed my income by 40%. And uh, anybody who has suffered a pay cut or a job loss can can understand the pain that happens in this moment. But that really propelled me to make a change and start building income that I was in control of. And like I mentioned, I tried to do it on my own and I just ended up making more mistakes and losing more money. And then I heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I sought out to upgrade my five and I ended up surrounding myself with a ridiculous army of mentors and just started accelerating so fast that I launched my podcast, The Mentee. And that's ultimately why Scott and I started talking because it's going, all right, for any of you, how can you start 
to form your own seven-figure network? How can you go out and surround yourself with the top influencers in your industry? And that's what we covered in 66. Now, at that time, when we recorded, I was still in medical device sales yeah. and had just launched the podcast two months in. What was interesting was right around that time, um, it was my national sales meeting for my medical device company. And have you read the book, The One Thing? I have read snippets of it only because people keep emailing me and telling me I need to read it. <laughs> so, uh, But you've told me a little bit about it too. Yeah. And yes. I know you're a huge fan. Yeah. So it was written by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. And Gary Keller was the founder or co-founder of Keller Williams. It's the largest real estate company in the world. And so Jay got hired to come to my national sales meeting for my medical device company. Yeah. And he's on stage uh, talking about the one thing, the surprisingly simple truths behind extraordinary results. And I'm, I'm just blown away. And I'm like, I've got to meet this guy. I've got to bring him on my show. And so when he finished and everybody's in their seat clapping like, yay, Jay, your boy Jeff was out of his seat and basically tackled Jay as he came off stage. And um, we formed a relationship. And strategically, on my end, over several months, I just found ways to add value to Jay. I knew he was looking to get more exposure. So I was going through the podcast circuit and I was helping getting him booked on other shows. And so I just figured that was a good way to add value. And then one day I randomly reached out to him and sent him a tweet and just said, what are you working on and how can I help you? Which has kind of become something that uh, I've adopted as a style of just always looking for ways to add value to people. Yeah. And he replied back and said, Gary and I are looking for a CEO for a new publishing company we want to start. And I said, oh, I know a lot of people. Let's have a talk and I'll see who I can connect you with. At that point, um, trying to be a super connector, yeah. just connecting yeah. to people. And um Jay and I got on the phone. He explained to me the vision of their of the company they wanted to build, and I was silent. I was speechless, which is very rare for me. And after we hung up, I sat in my car for probably five minutes in silence and then walked into my house, looked at my wife and said, honey, I think everything's about to change, and I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up moving to Texas. And she looks at me, she goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I called Jay back two days later and said, I know I was going to recommend some people to you, but screw those people. I'm your guy. And uh, that ended up starting a long interview process. And as I sit here right now, I'm sitting in the corporate office of Keller Williams and I got the job. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, baby. Welcome to Texas, baby. <laughs> so um, that's kind of fast forwarding what has happened. But if you had asked me if I had ever thought that I would have the opportunity to become a partner with the billionaire founder of Keller Williams, I would have told you you're freaking nuts, but um, it happened. Okay, so put on the brakes, hold up, because <laughs> we, 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 yeah, back it up a little bit. So um, it's are been. Editing, are you editing this, by the way? No. Okay, well, yes. Good. Like, we'll, I mean, we'll edit out your curse words and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a clean podcast around here. Actually, Sorry. curse as much as you want, but it just won't make it past post production. You'll make well, Josh's life harder. So, well, my, my, my question is, and we can cut this part out, is, is that the intro that you were looking for, or do we want to do it a little more strategically? Nope. That's perfect. That's Good. perfect. So, we may not cut out any of this. We'll see how it flies. But, uh, please uh, do. <laughs> so, nope. The reason I said back it up is because I want to, I want to go back and, and fill in a couple of gaps because I think that this is a particularly interesting story and it's been fun for me to watch, watch from the sidelines for you. And you were doing all this at the same time as I was making my, my big transition to out of, uh, not out of medical device sales, but for me it was HR and then moving into other stuff that 
I want to do. And a lot of that for me has come through relationships. A lot of that for me has come through being able to connect with uh, a lot of the right people at the right time in the right place to be able to do what I wanted to do. And all that's really great. But I, I, I want people to understand a little bit about how this happened for you. Um, so for the full story, you know, for everything that happened, um, uh, before we, we left off, you can go back to happen your career.com slash 66 and be able to listen to all that. And then, um, uh, you guide people through a, a really, really good framework and format too, for how you can be able to, how you can be able to connect with uh, mentors and other people in your life. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about what, what did, what did that, what did that process look like for you? And what, what caused you to say, like, let's start with that. What caused you to say, this is it. This is the job that I want. Screw those other people. Yeah. So, um, in my bones, I've always known that I wanted to own my own company. I've always felt like an entrepreneur at heart. And, um, even though I was making a multiple six figure income, I wasn't in control of it. It wasn't my company. And so it just, it wasn't aligned. And so I knew that something would happen. I knew that was absolutely going to be my last medical device job. And when I left that company, it would be for my own thing. But through launching a podcast, which, you know, and I'm sure you kind of in a similar, or let me ask you, why did you launch a podcast? Um, I did it for two reasons. I actually, maybe even more, but for me, it was, um, it was. It felt like the right combination of of stuff for me. I used to do studio recording. I uh, I don't know. I I love to talk rather than write. I uh, so long story short, a whole bunch of different reasons for me. Plus, it allowed me to be able to get my message out to people as we started this business. Right, and it kind of similar for me. It was well. Did you know that this was going to lead to a massive career opportunity for you, or did your gut just say it was a good idea? Uh, my gut said it was a good idea. I wish yeah. I wish some of it was more intentional than that. It would sound a heck of a lot better for a story afterwards, but some of it was just, hey, yeah, this feels like the right thing because of all these other things pointing in that direction. And, and I was in the same shoes. you know. I, I felt an obligation to share my mentors with the world because yeah. they were amazing. Yeah. And I knew that if I did it, if I just sought to add value, good things would happen. And what I didn't realize was that by launching a podcast, I would develop a completely new skill set, a skill set of being able to take content, to take value, spread it to the world, and be able to generate income off of it. That was not my original plan. And as I launched and scaled the mentee and started to build that into a business, started to actually treat that as a business, I developed a skill set of, of, mon- of, of being able to monetize ideas. So when Jay and I get on the phone and he basically said, look, we've launched tons of books, most recently The One Thing. They've done incredibly well. They're international bestsellers. I think The One Thing has had like 225 bestseller appearances as we record this. Yeah. And the problem is authors don't make money on books. Not so much. Not most, so much. most don't. Most don't. And even if you do, like they do make money on the one thing, but it's not like it's that much. Um, authors make money on what happens after. Yeah. But the, the reality is there's not a solution out there today that, that takes that all under one roof. And their idea was, what if we could create some type of a publishing company that recruited authors and we helped them become best-selling authors, but then we helped them, maybe it was create their digital course, create their podcast, create their speaking gigs, create their consulting company, and really systemize that and spread amazing content around the world. And I have just loved doing that through the mentee and been really successful at doing it. And 
it just it just struck me. It was like one of those things like meant to be a, a serendipitous message. And I looked at, again, you, if you're the average of the five people you spend the m- most time with, who are Jay and Gary? Are those guys that I want in my five? And the answer was hell to the yeah. <laughs> um, so I recognized I had two options. I could either start a company on my own, which you know the stats behind companies that, that start up, most of them fail, yeah. or I could legitimately partner with the guy who started the largest real estate company in the world and have him have a vested interest in my success. It seems like a tough decision. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that was the thought process that went through my head, if that makes sense. No, it does, it does make sense. And, and the reason why I was interested in, in having you go through that, though, is because when you, when you put it through how you were thinking about it, it, it becomes this no-brainer type opportunity and, you know, versus how you, how you described it the first time. So I absolutely love that. So what, thinking back, because this, this has been a, I'm going to say a lot of stuff for you in a fairly short period of time since, um, and not to go too, too depth too much in depth in your history here and everything like that. But I mean, you initially started, um, almost accidentally, semi-accidentally, very accidentally. Yeah. Semi very, very much, um, meeting up with people that could provide that type of mentorship and that type of experience and that type of, uh, you know, leverage and relationships and everything else along those lines. And, and then you realized, Hey, there's a good thing here. And then from there very, very quickly started, um, I'm going to use the word exploited, but exploited in a great way. Um, or leveraged is probably a better word for that almost. So what, what have you like now you're sitting in Austin, you're pinching yourself, by the way, I'm coming to Austin. So, um, we'll have to hook up when, when I'm down there in April. Hell yeah. Um, you're sitting in Austin, you're pinching yourself right now. What, what have you learned out of all this looking back, like distill this into a couple of the biggest things or the most surprising things for, for you. Yeah. Um, the number one thing that I've learned is to think a bigger game. When you surround yourself with a guy like Gary Keller, Mm -hmm. a guy who has achieved, uh, that much success, they think on a much larger scale. And I just recognized, uh, that everything that I did, whether it was strategic or whether I fell into it, I was thinking a bigger game. And when it comes to, for those of you who are listening to this and saying, all right, I'm stuck in some place in my life. You know, I'd like to make a career change. I'd like to make more money. I'd like to have better relationships. I'd like, you know, whatever it is, um, thinking outside the box. And for me, and you've found this as well, Scott, when you launch a podcast, it gives you access to people you normally wouldn't have access to. For me, that was part of the reason that I started it. I very strategically launched a podcast because I knew it would give me access to people I normally wouldn't have access to. Um, After we talked, I strategically identified that I wanted to write for a major publication and I identified entrepreneur.com as that publication. And I put a specific action plan in place and within three weeks of starting to execute that action plan, I had been approved at a writer, as a writer for Entrepreneur. And I didn't do it because I would get make a lot of money because I don't make any money from it. But I did it because I recognized that if I could leverage the name of Entrepreneur, that would give me access to even bigger people, which it did. It, it helped me get in front of the Brennan Burchards of the world, the John Asserafs of the world, the Damon Johns of the world. 
I recognized that if I could just look at the world a little bit differently and play the game on my own terms, that I could get rapidly different results. And as a result, it ended up allowing me to quit a multiple six hundred, um, blah, blah, a multiple six-figure income job and go full-time as an entrepreneur in just 10 months from the time I started doing it. Boom. Is that like mic drop? Are we done? Or that like, was a mic dropper. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. I, I love that though. Um, but it, so here's here's the thing. I think people can hear that that story and hear the time period and everything else and think that, wow, that yeah, that sounds too good to be true. Or the opposite side of it of, you know, that that uh, that could never happen to me or I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that people can think. And but, here's let me let me jump in here because yeah, please. you're 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 picking up a perfect vein for me to walk down that road. Here's what I mean when it comes to you thinking a bigger game. So often we are caught up in the perception of what we believe is possible. Yes. What we believe is possible for us. Yet all it takes sometimes is somebody who thinks a bigger game than you to open your mind and expand your perception of what could be your reality. And here's what I mean by that. You may in your mind have an idea of how much money you could make a year. For example, maybe that's 50 grand, 70 grand, 100 grand, 150, 200, 300, 500, 750, a million. You know, at some point as I started to scale those numbers up, your brain probably shut down. But what I started to recognize is that every single day we have the opportunity to connect with people and we don't recognize where it goes. But We hit it off. I don't know. And what was that? I think you cut out for a second. Where do you want me to go back to? Um, go back to, we recognize, or we fail to recognize that uh, we have an opportunity to connect with people or something. Uh, yeah. So, right there. so, so let's talk about connections. You know, every single day you meet new people. And in that moment, you're sizing up that person to see, could you be friends with them? Do you like them? Could you see any opportunities that would come out of that relationship? And you an you analyze it for that moment and you move on. But you look at it as an isolated incident. And what I started to realize as I look back on it now that I have that hindsight 2020 vision thing going on is that every single interaction you have is like a puzzle piece. You know, if I were to drop a 500 piece puzzle down in front of you right now and not show you the box, would you have any idea what the total picture is, Scott? I... Uh... Only would because we talk a lot about puzzles on here. But beyond okay. that, no. <laughs> yeah. It, but No, yet, no, no. But, but until you start putting stuff to, well, you take the take the corner pieces uh -huh. and then you take the edge pieces. And uh -huh. then after you've got that framework, you can start to begin to fill in the the whole rest of the picture and start to see what it actually is. Exactly. You know, you, you pick up that first puzzle piece and then you pick up the second and you try to see if they fit together. And most often it doesn't, but yet you keep trying. You keep picking up another puzzle piece, and every now and then you'll find one that, that, that fits together. And you keep doing it until the point where you get these major chunks that fit together, and then all of a sudden the vision is unfolded in front of you. And what I started to realize looking back on this is relationships are the same way. Every single time you interact with a person, it's like picking up a puzzle piece. You have no idea how they're going to fit in your life. 
whether they'll even fit in your life. But if you can have some type of a system to documenting who they are, the specific information that they shared about themselves, what their goals were, where they needed help. And as you continue to meet people, you're going to start to find where puzzle pieces fit together. And, and I'm referring in the terms of being a super connector, just by connecting two people that you think they should know each other, that they could help each other. And ultimately, it was developing that habit of being a super connector that led me to just even say to Jay, hey, I know a lot of people. You're looking for a CEO. I know people who are in the publishing space who have a great acumen for leadership. Let's have a talk so I can connect you with the right person, not recognizing that the person was me. Very cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I was just thinking that, okay, so case in point, um, we met each other about a year ago, and look how much has has changed for both of our situations. Mm-hmm. And every single time that you you meet somebody, there's that opportunity or set of opportunities there because if you're looking at it as just, as you said, that one particular interaction, transaction, whatever it happens to be, then, I mean, geez, that is, it's, it fails to recognize just the potential for every every single situation because mm-hmm. look now you're no longer in medical device sales you're in a completely different situation me same here i you know i my full-time gig is running running uh, a company and like i don't know if uh, if you only look at what is right uh, right there and you operate in that way it just i don't know it's so limiting and mm-hmm. so what else what else what else have I realized? Yeah. Yeah. What's what surprised you the most out of this this whole journey from where you went to um from where you you know as we as we called it sort of semi-accidentally uh you know happened upon potential mentors all the way to now what surprised you the very very most? I'd say when you think if if I asked you to imagine the top people who inspire you you know, those public figures, um, maybe the self-help people that, you know, you've looked up to, that you've, uh, maybe even your, your idols, the, just the people at the top of the food chain that you can't even perceive possible to have a relationship with. What has surprised me the most is, number one, how easy it is to get in front of them and how easy it is to form relationships with them. You know, when, 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 if somebody said, Jeff, go go meet Damon John from Shark Tank, I'd be like, yeah, right. Well, I did. You know what I did? I went to DamonJohn.com. I clicked on book Damon to speak and I submitted an application and told him that I wrote for Entrepreneur. Again, I told you I started, I signed up to become a writer for Entrepreneur because I knew it would give me access to people. That's how I got my time with Damon. <laughs> it's like, it's not even that freaking hard. Every single one of you <laughs> could become a contributing writer for a major publication. It's yeah. not even hard to do it. Yeah. You just got to think outside the box. I just went to the people who had already done it and said, hey, tell me, how'd you become a writer? And they told me I did it and I got it done in three weeks. I just reverse engineered. And then I just started approaching the big fish, being able to leverage a name like entrepreneur to get in front of them. But the thing when I say how easy it is to form relationships, it's because I did one thing. One simple thing that every single one of us has the opportunity to do, but so rarely we do it. And that is seeking to add value to others. And I paint this picture of 
if you were to walk into a bank account, I want you to imagine, or not a bank account, if you were to walk into a bank of your choice, you know, your favorite local bank, and you see, you need to go talk to a teller because you're going to open up a new bank account, and you see an open seat, you sit down, and the teller asks how they can help you. And you say, I'd like to open up a new bank account today. And they say, oh, great, thank you so much. And they hand you the paperwork, you fill it out, you, sl- you sign it, you slam the pen down, you look up at them, and you say, I'd like to withdraw $1,000. What are they going to say to you? Not a chance. Why? Because you haven't deposited any money. And that's the way your bank account works. If you want to pull money out, you have to have made enough deposits in advance that even after you take your withdrawal, there's still a positive balance, right? Relationships are the same way. What shocked me the most is I felt like I had been living in a world where I was wearing a blindfold, constantly going up to people and trying to take trying to take, looking to get something, sizing people up to see how they could help me, just constantly taking withdrawals and wondering why all my relationships were running in the red. And the moment that I was able to pull these blinders off and recognize that, oh my gosh, all I have to do is first seek to make strategic deposits and add value to people and over time accrue enough of a balance so that of course I can make a withdrawal. I've got money in the bank. And as soon as I started doing that, my relationships became so much richer. And I found people wanting, seeking out to be in relationship with me. I found doors of opportunities opening up that would have never been opened up to me before. And the quality of my life is completely different because it's based on true, deep, meaningful relationships, if that makes sense. Jeff, I'm really curious your thoughts on a couple of things because for me, for many, many, many years, I thought very transactionally. Like if I'm going to do something good for you, it's the only reason I'm going to do it like uh, for you is because, you know, I expect that I'll get something in return later on. And it it, it seems like that and what you just described that, uh, that operating in the red, that's norm and that's par for the course. But why do you think that is that that is normal it seems it seems so i don't know now that now that i'm on the other side i look at that and go like how how is that normal Um, yeah you're gonna get me on a soapbox here Um, i'm intending to a little bit yeah i'm baiting you a little bit (laughs) you know as as i've gone into the 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 meetings with jay and gary as we sketch out the vision for this company yeah gary asked me an important question which he said you know Every company, when this, when a company is born, should have a give element that is born with it. So, you know, you're envisioning this company, but what's that give element that's going to win the heart of the world that we need to start right now? And the thing that keeps me up at night, the thing that makes my blood boil is our education system. If you start to study our education system and look at the way that it was crafted, yeah. it was designed by eight people primarily Carnegie, Rockefeller, and guys like that who got into a room and looked at what the demand was going to be and they saw the Industrial Revolution coming, the need for people to be able to memorize and execute, and the the school system was designed accordingly. That's why you sit in a room and are lectured to and are tested. Yet the world has changed. And unfortunately, the education has not kept up. And so I think that a big reason why people don't think this way is because it's not taught to them. There are these intangible skills that absolutely must be taught to our children. And 
we rely on parents to teach them who were never exposed to it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this just, to me, underscored the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people because I didn't even see the light until I surrounded myself with people who were living the life I wanted to be living. And it amazed me when I see all these ridiculously successful people get in the room with one another, they don't ask for a single thing. They go out of their way to give. And it blew me away. It made such a powerful impression. I'm just going, why is this? And I started doing it on my own and saw the same thing happen. People reacted so strongly when you just, out of the blue, send an email or a phone call. Hey, I was thinking about you. Last time we spoke, you mentioned this, this, and this, and you mentioned subtle details that nobody would ever remember. I'm just wondering what's going on in your world right now. What are you working on? How can I help you? It blows people away. So I, I just think a lot of it comes down to exposure to the right people and the right ideas, which is why you know, my podcast, why I quit my job to launch this media company, because I recognize that there are messages that need to be shared. And I want to be a major change and a major force in making sure that that happens. I am excited that you get to do that. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> well, you should be. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I I know that uh, that we could uh, we could probably chat all day. I would be excited to chat most of the day, except for I know that uh, uh, both of us will eventually here have to go and and do the other stuff that uh, is required. But babies, babies, yeah. And you've had a you've had another one. I told you congratulations before Thank we hit you. the record button. But here's the here's the public on air congratulations. Thank you, appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you're getting sleep, so that's even better. I know. Extra congratulations. <laughs> So here's here's the thing. I I asked you to come on the show. I, I told you partially selfishly because I just wanted to be able to catch up uh, for a while, and then I also wanted you to come on because um, y I wanted you to be able to give some more in depth training and specifically, uh, you know, some stuff that I I know that you have created both a process around and created. Um, some really amazing content around that I think would be really, really, really helpful to everybody listening here. Um, but I know we also don't have time for. So uh, our question number one is, are you still willing to do that? Because I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, of course. Of okay. course. All right. I hope you'd say that in your giving mentality. And then uh, question number two is, is how can we do that? How can we make that happen? Well, here's the deal. And, and it, Here's what I'll, and we're doing this on the fly, people. This is real deal. Um, let's just do a training. Uh, over the past year, I have paid so much attention to what I was doing and putting it into a system because I share it with the people on my podcast and I've seen the results that they've gotten. And I've started to work really closely with people to figure out what really works for the person that who's listening to this and, and specifically, you know, what works for the people who don't consider themselves to be sociable or extroverts, you know, those introverts in the world, how can they go out and surround themselves with the dream mentors to the point where they will actually hold their hand and help them get the progress that I was fortunate enough to experience. Um, but it, you, you can't deliver that in a podcast. It's just not the right place. Um, so if you're down, man, I'd, I'd be happy just to, to throw together a training customized to your audience based on their needs and we can deliver that like i'm gonna say no okay yeah Good. i i think that would be great i mean i truly asked you on again because i uh, every time we've ever 
I talked, you always deliver value. And the last time we had so much great feedback. So yeah, let's definitely do that. Absolutely. Of course, I'm not going to say no. Let's make that happen. How do we make that happen? Cool. So what I will do is I will have my team put together a, a website that you guys can go to to get access to this thing. Um, let's make it go to www.menteepodcast. That's M-E-N-T-E-E podcast, like mentee, mentor, mentee, get it? The men- So menteepodcast.com slash H. T-Y-C, like happen to your career. Mentipodcast.com slash H-T-Y-C, and it will show you when the training is going to take place and get you access to all of that for free because Scott's my boy. And like he said, I've developed a, a habit of just seeking to add value to people with expecting nothing in return, and amazing things have happened. So if I can play a small role in your development, if I can play a small role in helping you make this the best year that you've had, uh, then that would be an honor. That is very cool. I, I sure appreciate that. And to make it uh, make it really easy, uh, if you've listened to the show before at all, you already know that you can go to happentoyourcareer.com slash 115 and you'll find all the links and everything that we've talked about during this conversation, during this episode. And yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank you for making the time. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, Always a pleasure. And uh, just thank you for the opportunity for sharing this with your audience. All right. I hope you love that conversation as much as I did. Uh, Jeff's, Jeff's a good friend and uh, always love any conversation that uh, that we get to have together. It always goes uh, someplace crazy, so that's part of the reason I love it. But it, I, I want you to think about this. How could improving your network help you with the next step in your career or in your business? I mentioned in the front side of this episode that that was a massive thing for, for me. It was a massive thing for getting the business started. It made that so much more possible, so much easier. It's been a massive thing for as I've gone from uh, career change to career change. It's, it's quite frankly one of the things that enabled me to do that. Not the only thing, but a massive part of it. If you're ready to take the first steps towards really creating relationships that could make a difference for you, I want you to do this. Jeff and I talked about um, special training that we've put together for you. I want you to head on over to www.mentipodcast.com slash H-T-Y-C. So that's a mentee as an M-E-N-T-E-E podcast.com slash H-T-Y-C for access to this special training that Jeff and I have prepared for you. All right. So until then, uh, I want you to take a listen to what we've got coming up next time on the Happen to Your Career podcast. I've got another conversation that I think you're also going to love. And she she has a really interesting story, worked, uh, worked to become, well, quite frankly, a spy. Wanted to do spy work and it did not pan out for her, but not quite in the way that she would have thought or I would have thought. So take a listen to what's coming next week on HTYC. 
Which is an interesting way to start, you know, like who would say that watching some man hit his wife in the street would make them think of counterterrorism. But I was already studying politics and justice and this was just a really in topic. After that, I finished my master's degree, moved home to Los Angeles, was carrying my torch, thought that I would be in the CIA in no time. And then I learned that it takes about a year and change to get into the government once you go through a security clearance process, which is really uh, intense process. From there, I just sort of started applying for any old job that I could get, and it really just lowered my standards. And it was a really devastating time to put so much money, time, and heart into my education, only to find out, like so many other people, that it wasn't going to translate for me right now into that job that I thought I deserved, that I thought was possible for me. All right, I hope you love that. Next week, you can hear it here first, my conversation with Ashley Stahl. And then until then, I just want to I want to urge you because it's made such a difference in my career. I really do want you to go over to the mentipodcast.com slash HTYC. That way you can you can take advantage of that training that uh, Jeff and I have put together for you. I think you're going to love it. And, and you know what? Let me know. Um, I might think that, but I want some feedback from you. Go over there. Check it out. Uh, let me know whether it's been a great thing for you. Or I don't know, even if you hate it, let me know that too. I'm, I'm curious. So at the same time, go check it out. Mentipodcast.com slash HTYC. We'll see you over there. Until next time on Happen to Your Career, I'm Scott Anthony Barlow, and I am out. Adios. Adios.